0: This is the Passion Lands A Lot of Team podcast, the top producing real estate team from New York City to the Hamptons. We bring you content week in and week out on all things real estate, finance, and lifestyle. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are with Tony Peck, the godfather of Instagram. How you doing, Tony? You were fantastic, guys. How are you? Very good. Very good. good. We've got, we got a lot of good questions for you today. Uh, but honestly, first we wanted to start out with, with uh, your journey leading up to where you are now. And what got you started on this whole Instagram journey and and how it all led up to that. Because I, as, as I understand it, in, in looking into your background, the way things started out for you was uh, you were not on that tra- trajectory. You were in college. You were going to be an yep. engineer. Uh, tell me a little bit about that and uh, and walk me through it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. So my background, born and raised in New York. And uh, my dad, union guy, forced me to go to college. You know, he didn't know better. You don't know, you don't know, right? Yeah. So he didn't really give me much guidance on what to do in college. So I said, you know what? I'm good at math and science. Let's, uh, let's become an engineer. You know, four years, get a degree, get a job. It's good to go. I don't want to do like extra school, like law school or med school. It's just too much school. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of school. So I said, let me do engineering. So I ended up going to Manhattan College in uh, Riverdale, not too far from the city.
0: Yep.
1: And while I was studying there, I had this epiphany that I realized I was an entrepreneur. You know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I just didn't know what it was back then. It mm-hmm. started becoming more of a buzzword a few years ago. I'd say about, I don't know, maybe six years ago, give or about, take. Yeah. So that's kind of when I started realizing, oh, shit, that, that's what I am. I'm an entrepreneur. Yep. And I said, I can't do this nine-to-five stuff. So I said, I need to be around people that I want to be like. How am I going to find these types of people? So I would hop on the train. I would go into the city. I started at cigar lounges. Yeah. So my journey started in the cigar lounges, and I would go over to these lounges, and I met all these guys that were 40, 50, 60 years old, and I'd be the only guy in there that you know didn't know cigars and had no business really being with these guys. You know, I was a 21-year-old 20, college kid, yeah. and that became my biggest advantage, though. You know, I talk about this a lot. Even he, he brought up my part of Fran about how I say you know, use your disadvantage as your advantage, and that's where I really learned this because when I first started going to these lounges, I didn't know cigars. And I didn't know any people there. I was nervous, mm-hmm. and I was terrified. That was a big disadvantage. But looking back on it, that was my biggest advantage because what I would do was I would sit down with these random guys that were 40, 50, 60 years old that I didn't know, and I would ask them about cigars as a newbie. I would say to them, hey, heard there was a new cigar, do you guys got any recommendations for me? Because I'm a new cigar smoker. And that would just open up the floodgates. You know, From yeah. there, they'd start talking about cigars, and then start talking about what they're doing, who they are, how they can help me and stuff. And that's how I really started to learn networking while I was in college. So at this time, when I graduated – I said, I can't go to this nine to five stuff. You know, I'm I'm being with these guys that, you know, have their own businesses. They do their own thing. I want this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I know being an engineer at a company is not going to reward me this lifestyle. So I ended up buying a few uh, penny trading courses Mm -hmm. and I started trading stocks, you know, day to day doing penny stocks. And I was doing all right, but I had a lot of time. And I was only trading for like three hours a day, maybe four hours a day. So I said, let me do something with my spare time in, in the meantime. And I decided to make an Instagram page. And I called it Ace of Trading. Just in case I wanted to sell like a trading course in the future, I was going to use
0: it. Oh, hang on. No, we lost you.
1: Oh, you guys hear me? Yeah.
0: You're back. back, now. Yeah. You're Boom, back.
1: Okay. There we go. Good. So I, uh, I decided, you know, let me make an Instagram page. i call it Ace of Trading. Just in case I want to sell a trading course in the future, that would be my platform I used to market it on. So I started growing the page. I was just reposting motivational stuff. I was posting me out, having cigars and just my day-to-day stuff. And it started getting good traction. You know, it was growing. People liking the track suits and who I was and the cursing and the motivation stuff. I said, you know what? Let me make another page. So then I made Ace of Cars. Then I made Ace of Cigars. Then I made Ace of Motivation, Fitness, Fashion, Beauty, Food. You name tattoos. it. I made it. it tattoos. Yeah. Ended up making 13 accounts. And in four months, I had over a quarter million followers. Wow. And wow. at that point in time, people started calling me the godfather of Instagram. And that's when start, things started to get a little crazy. People reaching out to me for shout outs. And that's when my partner friend came into play. I had to reach out to him because we went to high school together at Fordham. That's- and I said, you know, I need some help running these accounts. Like, there's so many accounts. I can't keep up with these accounts. I got people coming into me that want me to do their accounts on top of my accounts. We yeah. got to do something here. So that's how this uh, the whole journey started, all accidentally, man. It really was. But uh, it's been nothing but an amazing journey from day one. But uh, that, that's usually what it is, man. The unexpected stuff ends up becoming the best stuff, right? You, you can't really plan for it. I just did a story on this just now today about how it's never 100% going to be the perfect time.
0: Right.
2: It's
1: not. You know, no. stuff just happens and you got to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. so that's what ended up getting us over here right now
0: so at what point did you I mean I I know you wrote a few books tell me a little bit about that and and how do you actually get a book to print Uh, because I always thought to myself you know if I wanted to write a book uh, how how do you take it from the idea to an actual finished product that you want to sell and uh, Mm -hmm. walk me through all that
1: just gotta start doing it to be honest with you you know I wrote a book about Instagram growth and I also wrote a recent uh, another ebook about branding recently and it's just about sitting down and putting the knowledge you have out there, and putting it in a way that people can digest it. For me, it wasn't making a book to monetize really much off of it. It was just to have it out there for people that needed help because I was getting so many DMs at this point. I remember this too. Yeah, people kept DMing me, "Hey, how do I grow my account? How do I grow my account?" I'm like, all right, fuck this. I'm not going to answer every single person with these detailed paragraphs of what to do. I'm just going to put out a book. If you want to pay for it for ten bucks and learn you know how to grow your account, you can go ahead and do so yourself. So it saves me the time having to spend all this time and energy on telling people how to do it. You know?
0: right.
1: So that's how the book really started and came into fruition. So, More of than
0: anything. so from from the point where you started, you know, growing your business and, and servicing clients and everything, how, what, how many clients do you have now? I read something along the lines of 300 clients, uh, a base. Yep. Over have. the
1: last three years, we've had over 300 clients. Uh, I think currently we're at like 127 active. Wow. So it all fluctuates. You know, some clients just do Instagram with us. Some do just content with us. Some do both. Some will do websites with us. So they're just a one-time client. So it really depends on what the service they're going with us with. Now that we're more full-service digital marketing, when I first started, it was just, we'll grow your account for you. You know, we would, I was doing like 50 bucks a month, whatever we can get at that point in time. You know, pay us through PayPal, some me a username and password, and we'll go from there. And so, then I started seeing that it's going to be able to become a business. And that's how it just started growing naturally, to be honest with you.
2: So let me ask you something, because you said when you first started, you created like 13 accounts at one point, Ace of Cigars, yep. Ace of Cars. I assume those are all topics that you were interested in yourself, that you were like, you know, so it was very <laughs> genuine now, for your clients, I'm sure you have clients that have thing, you know, have, have businesses that are in areas that you don't know anything about or you yourself are not interested in. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you only take clients that you have that sell a product or something or service that you have interest in. But how do you help someone grow when you necessarily don't know much about their product or much about the service they offer or, you know, you get what I'm going at here? Yeah,
1: no, good question. So with the accounts that I made, the Ace Accounts. Uh, all 13 of them, they weren't all things I necessarily liked. In the beginning, that's what it was. It was the ace of trading. Then it was cars, cigars, fitness motivation, stuff I liked, luxury. Mm-hmm. But then I said, you know what? There's a big marketplace here that could be volatile if, if I take advantage of it. So then I started making accounts just based on industries that were big on Instagram. So one of them was makeup. I know fucking nothing about beauty and makeup, you know? Yeah. I am one of the best-looking guys. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I use no makeup. To keep this face as good, you know? So I made this ace of beauty page. And <laughs> he kept regular testing because he was working with me on that page. That was the most profitable page we had running. Yeah. None of these pages that faces them, except for Ace of Trading. That was me personally. But every other Ace page, there was no face. There was no Tony. There was no Fran. It was just Ace of whatever. So the Ace of Beauty would get all these women reaching out to us. Hey, can you shout out my makeup? And we're like, yeah, girl, your contour looks great. You know, We had no idea what the makeup was. <laughs> it didn't matter at that point in time. You know, The strategies hold the same despite the industry that we're in. right? It ends up becoming down to psych- psychology. How do you get who you want to look at your stuff and to buy what it is you offer? Mm-hmm. So the industry never really matters to us. It's just knowing the end goal of the client and what it is that they do and how they do it. And then best able to help them portray it on the Instagram and then give them the followers that they need and their target that they wanted. Do you find so that
0: the there's, from growth. Do you find there's different success with different verticals? And if so, which verticals? Like, for instance, I, I have a friend who just passively opened up an Instagram account and just takes pictures and videos of his dog and posts them. Speak uh, of the dog. Uh, speak hey. of the dog, <laughs> yeah. So to make well, a long story short, yep. I mean, he's got like four or 5,000 followers and, and it's a very passive, very, you know, hey, just take a picture of, or a cute video of my dog and I post it and that's that. Um, so do you find that different verticals are treated differently or is it more – the content within the vertical that's more important, or uh, what do you think about that? It
1: really—it depends on a few factors, honestly. I would say the best metric would be, its you have to know what the brand's gonna be from the start, right? And and it comes down to like, if you can do something like that when you're just posting pictures and you're building a brand based on that, it can be done. But if you're doing something with more intent when you have your own business going, then that content has to be more purposeful when you're putting it out. So back when we first started doing this three years ago, it was much easier to grow any page despite what you're putting out or how popular it is or if it's a trend. It didn't really matter back then because mm-hmm. there wasn't much competition in the marketplace. Now you have to be a little more strategic even if you do want to shoot from the hip and do something like that. Like you said, he has four or 5,000 followers, posting and of dogs. But now to get to that 10,000 to 15,000 takes much more time, effort, and strategy built into it to get to that, that point. And that's why we've been getting more and more clients progressively every month because people are starting to realize that they know they need to be on here and they know they need the growth to have the attention to get the business on Instagram, but they don't know how to do so because it's much more difficult to do so now than it was then. And they weren't even doing it back then. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to.
0: It's actually, you're, you're right. The, I, I would assume your business is definitely exploding because <clears throat> with what's gone on with the algorithms and everything and the way it's all changed, they need someone like you now. So, I mean, that's a home run. So now tell me from Instagram and Facebook back in the day when everything was organic and everyone saw everything and, and time, in time order to now you know where do you see this going and, and 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 how do you how does your approach change as a result of the algorithm changes
1: so it's a few things like you said I'm going to talk to you about some stuff and then Fred I'll talk to you about the other stuff with the content mm-hmm. because the way Instagram does it now it's they favor accounts based on certain factors so you really have to know how the algorithm is and play into it. Mm-hmm. it has to do with how many impressions your page is getting to open up your reach it has to do with the screen time so how long you're on someone's Instagram page you know so i may not have crazy amount of files i got forty-two thousand followers, files nothing insane right mm-hmm. but i get good engagement and the reason is i get good reach because instagram sees that people stay on my page for a long amount of time so i do a lot of stories you guys see my stories all the time yep. people actively on my stories i try to do lives as often as i can i don't keep them on my story but having someone on my live they ask me a question and ends up taking me four minutes to get back and forth with them they're on tony peck's page for four minutes so instagram sees all these different analytics and they put it all together into one little bundle to get your precise algorithm that gives you the reset you're going to be getting. Gotcha. So there's a lot of things I have to go into. You have to be purposeful. You know, it can't just come down to before the day where you can post whatever the fuck you wanted and post seven times a day and you're going to grow your page. Right. Now, the more you post may end up hurting you. So you have to be much more strategic in the content you put out on your feed and on your story. And that's ended how we started migrating more into the content side of things. Was because people would reach out to us for growth, and the locals would be like, "Hey, can you also do content to supplement the growth that we're looking to do?" And we said, "Yeah, you know what we could do. We're doing it for ourselves. Why not start doing it for clients?" Yeah. So that's how we got into that
3: part of it. So I'll let Fran talk about that more because he runs the content for our company. Yeah. So what's up, guys? My name is Francis. I'm one of the co-founders of Why Not You Media. Um, so I basically, I guess um, we all, you know, are wear multiple hats in the company, but I run the the content side of all things. You know, we have a team now of about 10 videographers and photographers. Um, everything we do, the one thing that differentiates us from other media companies, uh, you personally will get myself or Tony on every single video shoot. Um, we're never, you're never just getting uh, a video guy or a camera guy just showing up unless there's a particular situation where we trust that person to go and shoot because we might have other things to do. But in this day and age, you know, Tony just brought up like over posting. That's a thing. Um, it's a big thing right now. You probably see it on a lot of accounts. People are constantly, you know, they're posting seven days a week and it's unnecessary, you know, Mm -hmm. at this day and age, it's, you need to create the separate. So one thing that we do is when we meet with clients is that we go over exactly the goal of the content that we're going to be putting out for them. You know, there has to be emotion behind it. It has to be engaging, you know, people's, uh, attention span now is, you know, so it's like three seconds. That if you're not putting out content that actually engages your audience, you lose them instantaneously. Now, if you're then over posting and posting five times a week, and there's nothing of value to it, you know people just get annoyed. They get annoyed very quickly. So we always, you know, we talk to our clients. It's just like, you know, they're like, "Oh, I want to post more." It's like, no. Let's take that posting more, let's take that energy if you want to do that into more creative and differentiating content. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when you do post, people are looking forward to watching what it is that you're posting. I apologize about the dog. Okay. Um but yeah, that's you know, that's the content side of it. It's we create the separate and then you want to differentiate yourself. So let me ask uh, you with that
0: Let me ask you something Fran. Yep. You, you have you have Instagram, which is a platform, right? Then you've got Instagram yeah, so stories, you've got posts you've got instagram going TV. live I, I you've got all these different platforms within the actual app itself how do you stack rank where you're getting the most growth from and 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 implementing the most of your resources with those different modalities within the app
3: so i'm so i'm going to have to ask you to repeat the last part <laughs> just cuz the dog was uh
0: the, the, the different so so you have instagram then you have instagram yes. you could go live you've got instagram yep. stories you've got you could post in igtv so you've got all yep. of these things within instagram right how do you yep. diversify the content that you're delivering to people to grow oh, an account with those
3: you. okay so that's a great question so the way the way we look at it so if you look at instagram right we use your story you have to look at your instagram story as a vlog right and people go, oh, what do you mean by that? Your story is what you're showing behind the scenes. You know, we do it, for example. Tony's the perfect example. He's documenting his day and showing people kind of like an inside scoop of what his day-to-day is like. Right. That builds the curiosity. Now, once you engage someone on the story, you have, you built that curiosity, and they're like, oh, wow, okay, this person's always working. They're always doing this or they're always doing that. Then they go to your news feed, right? Your news feed now needs to, we like to call it, it becomes your resume. You know what I mean? It has to be, I always use the word aesthetic and professional because when someone comes to your page and it doesn't really match what you're trying to promote on your stories, people are going to leave your feed. You know what I mean? Now, for our clients, it also depends on the industry. But we're always pushing people. Money's made in the story. You okay. know what I mean? People want to see what you're doing. You know, that's why vlogs do tremendous on YouTube. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you might not realize it. You might catch yourself watching, you know, uh, a vlog for a whole 30 minutes. And Mm -hmm. you're like, why the heck did I just watch that? It's (laughs) because you're curious. And that's what the story does. And now when it comes to IGTV, IGTV is a whole different animal. Um, IGTV to me, the way I, the the best content for that, uh, using that part of Instagram is it has to be extremely value driven or entertaining um, to the teeth. You know what I mean if you like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, like he uses IGTV to promote things that he believes have the most value you know what I mean he put out an hour long I think IGTV the other day and if you watch the whole thing you're getting Basically what you pay for like ten thousand dollars you're getting in that hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but you also see comedians taking uh, use of it You know, what I mean you take sport teams take, uh, taking advantage of it so it has to be one of those two things. And then when it comes to live, I believe the Q&A is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Um, Q&A is super important. Um, it starts to allow people to come to your page and actually engage with you and get to see you. You know what I mean? They can talk to you. You're talking to that person live. Um, and they all have to, in some way, come back together and you know, fit your brand. You can't be one person on your story another person on your feed, and another person on your live. Right. People are going to catch on to that quickly. But right. if you are able to figure out a way to tie all of those things together, that's when your brand really starts to grow.
0: So what's your opinion on spending money versus not spending money driving ads in front of people to grow a following?
2: Well, let me back it up. How? Yep. How big can someone grow organically nowadays on Instagram? Can someone get a hundred thousand uh, dollars you know, a hundred thousand followers doing completely organically? Or is there is there a point where you reach, you know, you have to start spending money to grow to grow past it?
3: So the way we're starting to see Instagram is like obviously like look, you know, there's obviously a way to grow organically, but you know, you have to go viral. You know what I mean? You have to put something out there that is so different, that is so eye catching. Or even in some cases, if you watch some people are so stupid that (laughs) it's it's funny and you send it and you send it to people and all of a sudden it blows up. You know what I mean? Um, But Instagram has definitely changed. You know, obviously it's not as easy to go viral as it once was. So it really, at this day and age, spending money on advertising because it's such a, like a, what's the word? It's a um, cheap, what you used to get it at
1: Low cost, a low
3: cost to entry. Sorry. It's such a low cost to entry right now to even throw, let's say, you know, you're like, you know, what, let me put $30 into an ad and you're going to reach a good, a good amount of people. And that's important. That builds brand awareness. Well,
1: I think here's the thing too, on yeah. that side of it. It's not just always about spending on ads. Yeah. I think you need to spend on marketing period. Yeah. Now I know this conversation comes a lot about definitively spending on the ads. You don't always have to spend on the ads necessarily. I think you spend on the ads when you have a little bit more money to play with. Because like i saying, you're putting out ads most of the time for brand awareness. Yep. Ads do not generate followers. You know, we just ran an ad for a client yesterday. It was $500 for a week. He got three followers out of it, but he got a, a shit ton of views. So you're not really putting out there necessarily for followers, right? You're putting out there for more views, potentially sales. You have a landing page. You can capture the, the data. You make get generate leads that way, whatever it is. You should be spending on, regardless of ads or not, Other things to grow the page, which would include content or working with an agency to help brand you. So at least you're posting the right type of stuff based on the goals you have in mind. So I would say you definitely need to spend, but it doesn't necessarily have to be on ads in general, right? It could be on working with someone to help you get more followers. Or it could be working with a brand consultant to figure out a theme for your page. So at least when you know you're posting, you're not posting just a post. You're posting with a reason. And based on those types of posts, you can be able to generate business out of it. Or you work with a company just to do content, so you have better content out there, so hopefully you get more followers that
2: way. So there's
1: a bunch of different ways you can spend, but I definitely recommend you have to spend on marketing at this point in time for you to get to a certain point on Instagram. I think the natural growth has stunned tremendously, especially in the last three years. When we were first doing this, I was able to grow an account from zero to 10,000 in a month, targeted followers, the whole nine. Now, you can't do that anymore. It's just not realistic. Instagram just stuns it. And that was with posting. You know, you can post three times a day, and every time you post, you're getting 50 to 100 to 150, 200, 250 followers. It's a lot just from a post. You know, now, most of the time when you post, you don't really get that, many, that much followers coming to you. So a lot has changed with it, but so does the strategy going into it as well. Yeah. It's become more than a social platform. You know, We work with a lot of these companies and bigger guys that have multi-tens of millions of dollars worth of business that they've been doing, and they're using us to help them with Instagram. You know, Instagram, at the end of the day, is a social media fucking platform, right? Call it how it is. Mm-hmm. But now people are realizing it's more than that. It's a marketplace. It's a business yeah. platform. 100%. So before, it was just more social and it was easier to grow because now as people know you can generate business off of it. It's become a different type of animal. So, and now there's businesses like us. you yeah. completely around just a social site.
3: Yeah, so, I'll kind of give a perfect example. At the end of the day, content is king. And content doesn't necessarily mean a lot. your news feed. Your content is your story. Going live, posting to your newsfeed, you know what I mean. But being strategic behind those things. There's a problem right now, and like we see this in a lot of industries where people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna just throw up a photo." Like uh, the best example is, you know, I'll just use real estate for example. You know, I mean, it's just it's just the best example to use, and we use it a lot. People think, "Let me just throw my listing up on Instagram," and they expect all of a sudden there's gonna be an influx of buyers. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you know, people don't give a fuck what you're put, like you're li- about your listing they want to work right. they right. want to work you know what I mean they want to get to know that realtor behind the listing you know what I mean because the house might be phenomenal the house might be beautiful but if they don't like the realtor that's listing it mm-hmm. they're not going to work out. with you not they're gonna not going to reach, gonna reach out. out that it just that's how that's plain and simple you know a lot of people think also they started a new company and it's like oh they have the, the greatest product in the world and they're going to just post a photo of it on Instagram and they're going to expect tens of thousands of people to buy it. You know what I mean? If you're not putting money into your brand, into your product, into your service and getting it out to the masses, you might have to, you could have to cure the cancer, but if no one knows about it, it's worth shit. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to invest money correctly and it's in the content. It's in getting it into inf- other people, whether it's influencer marketing or if you have the budget to spend tens of thousands of dollars in advertising to maybe you know get that return and following and sales but you have to spend money in marketing because if you're not no one's gonna know about what you're doing and making sure that your content is strategic behind what your goal is
1: the, the one good thing is this in, in this time especially in 2019 now that we've been doing this for a while back when we first started this three years ago and even times before then you couldn't just sort of business or a brand and grow it right it just wasn't possible without social media now with social media you don't need to be the best the strategy is to be the most known and you become right. good or you just be good at what it is that you're doing. But it's such a low cost to entry, even if you don't spend on whatever it is that you're spending on. It's much cheaper than being on TV, radio, print, bill, whatever the fuck it is, any other type of advertising and marketing that it used to be. You know, I'm a regular guy. And now here we are. You know, we have this big business. We're flying to California Friday. We're flying to Colorado tonight, like just to try out for work, you know, yeah. to speak and to get content done. Because I was on Instagram three years ago. Yeah, you know, ten, when I sit down and really say it out loud, yeah. it, it sounds fucking surreal because it honestly is, you know? Yep. And if you, it, it's if the you truth. Can, but that's what it comes down to now. Now is the best time because anyone in any business, you can get attention in such an easier way than you could at any other time before.
0: 10 years ago, you might have had to take that engineer job if you would have graduated back
1: then. You're 100% yeah. right. 100% yeah. you're right. It's Which is crazy game. to say. You know, yeah. right place, right time, right? Yeah. But it's the God it's honest truth. That's what it is. You couldn't do this 10 years ago. This wasn't an outlet for people yeah. to like just grow right and become something overnight, like a Summer Ray. Yeah. You think Summer Ray would be Summer Ray 10, 15 no years ago? If she was, no way. There's no, no. shot. It's right. impossible. It's not right. It's not the same. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting type of thing. It's like now... The best time to double down on it because it's only going to get more expensive. Oh, yeah. Like I'm saying, now we're starting to see people that I reached out to three years ago, they're coming to me now saying, Hey, I need help with Instagram. Oh, three years ago, you asked me, What's an Instagram? You mm-hmm. know, now now you need help, but before you were right. like, Oh, you, just, you know, I got this business. Mm-hmm. What I need help with? So, my question so it's an interesting
4: dynamic. Yeah. So, my question mm-hmm. to you is because you do this every day, you see how it is, and obviously the algorithm has changed in the last three years, like we said. It's only getting bigger. I don't think anyone can say it's going away anytime soon, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you see Instagram? Because I'll take a, a perfect example, like you just said, Samurai, right? She has millions and millions of followers. I could send her a, a pro, you know, a shaker bottle, and she puts mm-hmm. on her story, and it gets tens and yep. tens of thousands of sales and uh, or yeah. revenue. And yep. do you think Instagram sitting back and saying, you know, they're using Instagram? They're getting paid, you know, they they have all of the followers on my platform that they're using to make money on. How do you see Instagram, if at all, changing to where they're like, you know what, if they want to use this or if they want to promote something, we're going to get a cut out of that. You know what I mean? Do you see that if, happening or?
1: I don't see it happening mainly because at the end of the day, Instagram is a business, right? And when you break it down, one, they're making money on the ads and they know that by more people wanting to be on the platform, more going to end up spending on ads anyway. And they're just going to keep their combat to that is let me lower everyone's natural reach. They have to dump more into ads. On the flip side, let's say they were to do that to an influencer. You're going to take influencers off of Instagram. They're going to go to another platform that can do it without having to pay that right of passage fee. Right. And then guess what? At the end of the day, if they end up doing that in five, maybe 10 years when they do a broker type fee, who cares? At the end of the day, listen, if I'm making $100,000, dollars for doing a post and Instagram tells me they have to take 5%. No fucking problem. Be my guest. I didn't build Instagram, right? So that'd be my mentality right off the bat if I was at that position. If those influencers aren't in that position mentally, that they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave because then they're going to leave. Big fucking deal. Then Instagram's going to change something to get them back on anyway. So I don't think it'll ever be an issue that if it does happen, people will still be malleable to it. Then guess what? Prices will just go up anyway. Yeah. So if someone raised charging 1000 but National used to give 10% to Instagram, I'm just going to charge $1,500. I still make the money I was making before anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's a few ways to combat that, even if they went that rap, I don't think they would go the right that They would disrupt too much right now.
0: For your clients, are you guys tying it all together with Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube? I mean, it- in my So w- go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no. So we um we have the ability so we do run advertising campaigns for clients through YouTube, through Facebook, through Instagram and actually through Google. Um the one thing with Facebook, the difference between Instagram and Facebook, even though Facebook owns Instagram. Facebook is very much pay to play. Um it's the platform right now that if if you guys go on your Facebook right now, you probably see the same advertising from the same people over and over and over again mm-hmm. and if you start to pay attention to that the reason why they're doing it is because if they were to stop pumping money into facebook that reach that they were getting stops it just completely stops there's no really com- there's no real community built yeah. on facebook unless you're creating a forum for people to come and actually share their thoughts and talk to each other or instagram you build that following you create that community and people aren't going anywhere Right. Yeah, you know I mean, unless they really want to unfollow you. But if you have a hundred thousand followers and people like what it is that you're putting out, they're gonna stay.
1: Mm-hmm. Like with us, we only do pretty much Instagram. We'll post on Facebook for our clients, but at the end of the day, the bottom line for us as a marketing agency, which is why we stick out from other agencies right off the bat, we care about getting our clients more business. Okay, a lot of agencies they may care about getting them more followers or getting them more impressions or more whatever the fuck it is. For us, we just care about getting our clients more business. That's what it comes down to. And if for one client, it might be more growth for more business. One client might be content and growth for more business, whatever that formula is for them. Our end goal has always been business. Now, if we were to do Facebook, I can't really confidently say to a client, I can help grow your business by you paying me to take over your Facebook because I can't grow your Facebook page. It's not going to fucking happen. All you're going to have to do is dump into the ads. Like he said, now the best example is let's say you're spending me 500 a month on Instagram growth. Okay. And you're spending 500 a month on Facebook ads just to grow your Facebook following after that month is done. You're going to lose every reach that you had on Facebook if you don't dump the same $500 back. However, on the flip side, whatever you grew with me on Instagram, let's say you grew 1,000 followers in that month, that 500 bucks you spent on it, the 1,000 is You're not keeping. leaving because I left. Yeah. On Facebook, it's gone because I'm not doing anything else. You have to keep dumping it in just to keep getting that same reach. So it's much more difficult to build a community. I wouldn't say it's much more difficult to build a brand because if you have the money on the ads on Facebook, you can dump a ridiculous amount of money monthly on ads and people will see you every day consistently on Facebook. So you could build a brand in that way, it would cost a lot more than if you did on Instagram though. Right,
2: so let me ask, cause it sounds like, you keep saying brand, it sounds like step one is defining your brand. For your clients, how do you help them define their brand if they don't know what it is or what they want it to be? How do you go through that process yeah. with them?
1: A good question so first thing is we kind of do like um it's like a whiteboard session i guess we ask clients a lot of questions we need to know who they are what they do what they offer how long they've been doing it. are they actually good at what they're doing what's their end goal you're trying to get leads you're trying to build a community base you're trying to build an email are you trying to get sales listings buying whatever it is we got to find out what it is they're trying to do from there we're able to best effectively brand them based on their goals so from there we'll come back and we'll think of ideas that you know some clients they have like a good brand like i'm the Godfather of Instagram. that's my brand that's also who tony peck is right mm. like we have not the Irish lender that's another brand but outside of that, not every client needs a typical name. Some clients will just be their name, and that's their brand. Yeah. You know, The most effective form of branding is when you brand yourself as who you are. Because at the end of the day now, right, you guys see my Instagram page. It's not the godfather of Instagram. My name is Tony Peck right. because I may be the godfather of branding in a year, right? Yeah. I may be the godfather of cereal boxes in five years. Who the <laughs> fuck knows? Yeah. It's because the brand is Tony Peck. Yeah, you guys see me with the tracksuits. Everyone, oh, the godfather. It's good. It works, right? It's attention. I get it. But at the end of the day, people don't come up to me every day and say godfather. They say Tony. So, my brand is always my name. And I think there's a lot of people that do the, vi- the vice versa, they wouldn't put their name the Godfather of Instagram. And that's a dangerous move to play. You're really gonna pigeonhole yourself in five to 10 years when you're not the Godfather of Instagram, right? right? Or wherever the case may be. Right. So, always the brand for every client that has a personal brand, it's always their name predominantly. And then outward, an extension of that, like the Tony Peck Godfather of Instagram example, right? And same thing with a business. The business is always gonna be the name of the business. And then, if there's a brand cohesive with the actual business, then that's the brand that they're going to be getting. But it can't be a brand that's going to be able to pigeonhole Sorry. Right. I don't
2: know.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> no, don't, <but> <laughs> there you go. So it really comes down to what the goal of the client is. And then based off of that, we need to know who they are what they do. And then we're able to best come up with how to brand them. And a lot of the branding, honestly, guys, comes into the strategy on what to post. Right? So we can take a typical person. Like a real estate agent, for example. This is the best example because they I see they're so active on Instagram and they don't do the right things on Instagram. Like he's mentioning with the listings. They're all posting listings. It's fine and dandy and all, but no one gives a flying shit, right? Mm. What do you have to post if you're a realtor? Let's say I'm a realtor. I like cigars. I like steak and I like cars. And I have a family. Those are the four things I should be highlighting as a realtor because I want people that to relate to me and want to work with me based off of that. Yep. And then on your stories, you're showing the listings. Be in the house. Do the open houses, you know, do the bathroom, pan- do the bathroom, show everything, do a little selfie video about the house. That's where you're showing the other stuff, the documenting the day-to-day shit. Yeah. But the feed is where you're br- really building the brand. It's the foundation to your brand at the end of the day. So a lot of our clients, they come in and they don't understand that the pay, the, f- the feed is really the foundation of the brand at the end of the day. It just happens to be on Instagram. Yeah. So but you- my brand is off of Instagram. You know, people recognize me when I'm in public now, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. But it's because of the brand I built on mm-hmm. Instagram through posting. Yep.
3: In, in other instance, words, right. And, so then that's how it comes down to for us. And the best brand at the end of the day is that Uh-oh. when you, I think we might have lost. Up. Uh, See me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So and the best brand, honestly, is a brand that you, you' like when someone goes to your page and they look at it and then they meet you in person, it's there's no breaking the ice.
1: Yeah, that's my. Biggest, they that's know. The best they know who you person.
3: are instantly.
0: Right. Yep. You know, well, they feel like, like they know who you are. Exactly. Right. Well,
1: that's one thing, but the best compliment I get in person now when I meet people, that I meet for the first time they know me on Instagram, they're like, you're exactly who you were on Instagram. <laughs> that's the best compliment. Yeah, that's yeah. a fucking brand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a real brand. That's what you want people to say. You're exactly who you were. You're are doing on the Instagram. right job. You're that's doing, brand. Yeah. You're doing the right job. People think building a brand is becoming something that they think others will like. That's right. not going to work long term. It's going to fail. You need to build a brand. Based on who you actually are, if it's a personal brand or if the business who the business actually is. Are you a business that's actually out there to impact and help people be nonprofit? I don't know. Maybe you are, right? That's your fucking brand then. But that better be you. Because if it's not you, it's gonna fall through the cracks slowly over time and then yep. eventually the bomb's gonna fall
3: out from below you. Yep. So another you, another yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll yeah, let, you
2: guys ask. let me just ask, then you could finish. So do you guys ever have clients yeah. that that wanna hire you to help them build their uh-huh. brand, but they don't wanna put themselves out there?
3: Yes. Yes. So we we've We've, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very, very interesting. So, we, you know, we meet with clients and we explain to them, you know, what, because at the end of the day, we have our job, right? Mm-hmm. We have to do what we have to do it's creating the content, coming up with the ideas, coming up with the brand, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, the client has to do their job also. You know, we're not being paid to follow you around all day, every day, 24 hours a and day. Like, hold. we're not someone's D Rock. You but know you what I'm saying? Like that. <laughs>
1: we're not necessarily telling them they have to be the face of the brand then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to work with who they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like me, I like being in front of the camera. It works for me. It's okay. But if I wasn't like that, guess what? My brand wouldn't be as in your face as it is. You guys wouldn't see me as much. They just wouldn't be my brand anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's really Mm -hmm. catering to what the client, like I said, that's why it's important for us to ask all these questions to the client because if we know they're not someone that is comfortable around being the camera, our strategy for their brand is completely different as opposed to someone that is comfortable around being the camera. But the best
3: example is we also get clients that want to get in front of the camera. Like, they, they're not comfortable doing it, but we push them to get out of their comfort zone. A yeah. perfect example is one of our clients, Jay. When we first met him, like, he had no desire to be in front of camera. Like, he was like, nope, not doing it, not about it. After about a month, all of a sudden, no issues. You know what I mean? And he's seen a difference in his growth and his brand and in his business. You know what I mean? So we definitely run into both spectrums. But we do at the end of the day. If they don't, if they completely refuse to be on camera, we'll make it work. But obviously our job, you know, I like to call us, we're like social media doctors. You tell us what you what, what's bothering you and we try to prescribe you what works. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, I like that. that's, that's the name of the game. <laughs>
0: gotcha. Are you guys exploring um, Snapchat at all or or you TikTok. So we're on TikTok. No so Snapchat,
3: yeah, no. we're not on Snapchat right now. We we are uh you know, Instagram kind of put a squash on Snapchat in a way. Uh Instagram I think just released what's called Thread. Mm-hmm. So they created a, uh another app called Thread. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it's basically Snapchat. Wow. Um they're allowing you the message, send photos, all the whole nine yards. So we're not on Snapchat, we're definitely definitely on TikTok um TikTok, TikTok, LinkedIn. yeah we're on linkedin and tiktok tiktok Tony and i if you look at our tiktoks it's mostly us just messing with each other mm-hmm. um you know what i mean and you know trying to get a rile out of each other <laughs> but tiktok is a platform that if you're not on it definitely study it um it's got a vine feel, feel to it yeah yeah don't know what's going to happen to it don't know where it's going to go but the reason why we're on it is because we want to squeeze as much attention out of it learn the platform and use those skills and those things that we learned and bring them back to Instagram. Because if you do go on TikTok and a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy because they don't realize it, every single person on TikTok, whether they have a million followers or a hundred followers, they are all plugging their Instagram. Right. All of them are plugging. That's their like
4: Instagram. YouTube too. I mean you it, yes. I mean they all I mean YouTube especially I mean we were talking about this before and you had mentioned it like vlogging. I, yes. I got to be honest. I love it. I love watching vlogs. Yeah. I, I do, honestly. Yeah. And there's a reason why, I mean, you take, I mean, big time people, I mean, big time NFL players, they're vlogging. Yeah. Uh, yep. Million dollar, Ryan surhant he's vlogging. Josh, yep. All, all these people are vlogging. It's not because they don't have anything else to do. You know, it's not like they're not busy. So, you know, do you see, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, those people are big time people. You know, people already mm-hmm. know who they are. You know, it's easy for them to go on Instagram, and say, "Hey, go look at my YouTube channel," and they'll have a hundred thousand yeah, subscribers in three months. Mm. But let's so say-
1: that's the. I love how you just said that. I'm sorry, i have got to cut you. I no, have to go jump ahead. In On that, because you hit the nail on the head right there. That they're already big and they're squeezing from one platform to the other, and that's something I say a lot when I speak at these events and shit. People always ask, "Oh, is it good to be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn?" No, it's fucking not. And I know there's a lot of popular mainstream beliefs out there that say you should be on every platform and try to put a little bit into everything that's not going to help you long term what i did was i doubled down on instagram i built it out i put 110 percent of my time and effort into one platform from that one platform now i'm able to squeeze attention out to other platforms so i have a presence on facebook i have a presence on linkedin i have a podcast with a lot of listeners and subscribers and shit all because of instagram now if i did it the other other way and i took five platforms and i put 20 percent of my time into each of them I'm sure none of them would be where we are right now. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you guys. But because I did 110% into one, I can squeeze that attention and put it to the other platform. So like someone like a Ryan Stern, the example you gave, they're so fucking big already on Instagram. Why not start another pay another social platform? Because you know you can get the following on there. So now you're protecting yourself because what if Instagram does crash? It's crashed a few times this year, right? Mm-hmm. You never know. It makes sense. If you had that following to take it and bring it <coughs> to the other platforms because it's just another source of attention, And people want to digest that type of content in a different way. You know, it's longer-form content. And they're still making money on ads, and they're still getting more business from it anyway. So it's advantageous to build from one and take from others.
4: Of course. You know, that's how I look at it.
1: You don't need to try to focus on every little one of them and try to study and grow it and this and that. Do one, grow it as best as you can. And then from there, take people to the next one you want them to go to as well slowly.
0: Yeah, YouTube is the second uh, busiest search engine in the world, right? First, it's Google. Yeah, yeah, next
3: to Google. Yep. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, which is yeah. incredible. Do you know but, a lot of guys making a lot of man.
0: a lot of money with ad revenue off of YouTube that have big followings? It's
1: extremely big. Yeah, no, you make a lot with a big following. Yeah, but
0: if you haven't
3: realized, there's amount. there's a lot of people on YouTube. You know, they start making. You know, they start getting a ton of subscribers. I think if they hit a thousand subscribers, so start, dollar, they start yeah. yeah, they start making money. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, if you watch it, they're plugging something else.
1: Instagram's on their bottom what? bottom of the screen. You all know what I mean, time, and you know? whether
3: it's whether it's Instagram, another social media platform, or it's a product. You know what I mean, whether it's a T-shirt or clothing, you know, um, the best example is, you know, Mr. Beast. If you watch Mr. Beast stuff, you know, he's got, he has his friends do the most ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of everything, it's, hey, go buy a merchandise. Mm-hmm. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. There's always a call to action. Yep. You know what I mean, they're yep. always squeezing one thing and putting it into another. You know what? what I mean? But also, this is something that we hit on, is that they're aligning their brand with something they can actually sell. You know what I mean? They're not so for example, if Tony, you know what I mean, loves cigars. But if Tony came out with a bathing suit line, <laughs> no one you know what I mean? you, you
1: guys better fucking
3: buy. It. Yeah, I would buy it. I mean like, I think it'd out, be successful. Like, oh, like, I mean. No one no one's gonna buy it. Because it doesn't align with what Tony's doing. But if I put out a cigar, you label, out a cigar label or a tracksuit, track there's a better chance of people buying. Because it
1: aligns with my brand. And that's another important thing, too, not being a sellout when you're building a brand. And, you know, we were doing this in the beginning. I was building my personal page. I was thinking about doing affiliate marketing and using other products and trying to make money off of them. But I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to waste my, my, um, my customer base, I guess you could say my followers, and try to squeeze them to stuff that's not even mine. I'm just going to work on stuff that I could make that's my own. And sell that to them yep. because you never lose that you know you never lose your authenticity to them right. I never have I never will because I won't sell something that I don't believe I in or it's not mine you know I've I've smoked cigars from other companies that they send me for free yep. and put them on Instagram I wouldn't put them on Instagram if I didn't enjoy the cigar though yeah and I would tell them I said listen you're gonna send me this cigar for free but if I don't enjoy it I'm not gonna post it I don't feel right doing that yeah so that's another thing to not being a seller and there are people that do become sellers and right now it's just such a volatile time that you can still be a seller and make money but if you're really thinking long term and wanting to build that brand, it's gonna take away points from you in the future. Yep. So it really depends on the headspace for people, guys. Especially around our age, with the twenty-five. You guys are around the same age too. It's most people our age are thinking about that short-term gain. Oh, I could make two million doing this. Why would I make you know eight hundred thousand doing that? Because eight hundred thousand might be put you in a better place to make ten million in the future, as opposed to making that two million that you cut off eventually. You know. So it, it really depends on the headspace of where the person is and what they're actually trying to build and do.
2: Well,
4: courses is like that too. I mean, you have. I mean, mm-hmm. courses are huge, but you also, if you you know, people notice the people who are actually have success, you know, with selling their course. I mean, they were giving information sometimes. I mean, for years before they've actually oh, said that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Ryan Serhant, he's a perfect example. I know we keep bringing him up, but he just yeah, came definitely. out with a real estate course. Like I don't know a yep. month ago yeah. maybe, yeah. and there's like three packages, and I know everyone knows him, but. I mean, he could have came out with a course five years ago. I mean, but now he's at the point, and he's making, I can't even imagine what he's making off that. But it it wasn't like, oh, I got a million dollar listing my first season. All right, let's go put a course out and sell the course. I mean, this is 10 years. But it would hurt him. 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 Right. And this is 10 years he's on this show almost. And now he's just putting that, you know, that you know yep. course out there so i think that's i timing it's
3: 90 percent of it he put his book
1: out just like less than just, a year ago just, you know? and i
2: have it i bought yeah i bought it yeah, yeah. i have it too yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know, <you're
1: laughs>
2: so let saying. me ask because yeah. you guys are in your mid-20s and your knowledge yep. just just i mean your knowledge of social media is great but i'm not i'm not impressed by that because you know people in their mid-20s everyone knows about it but your knowledge of just branding marketing your business acumen i mean i'm blown away like what how'd you guys learn all this did you did you read books? Really, Is it just the retirement I really
1: marriage? appreciate that. And honestly, I'm going to be truthful with you. A lot of my business acumen came from being in the cigar lounges. You know, I would sit with these guys that were 40, 50, 60 years old that have these big comp- Like everyone that I met these cigar lounges. they were all self-employed. They all mm-hmm. had their own business or multiple of their own businesses. And I learned things that I would never learn if I never stopped putting them even before the day I died. So having that has put us at such an advantage on the business side of things. And then a lot of it's figuring it out. You know, All these billionaires and millions, anyone that's self-made, they figured it out along the way. You know, there's many times that we have phone calls, like, what do we do here? What do we do here? And you figure it out, and you figure out what's best at that point in time, and you learn from it if it's wrong. And if it's right, you also learn because you're like, that was the right fucking move. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of back and forth between who you know, learning, you know, being so intentful. Like, I gave up a lot of my weekends that most kids our age never would want to do that, to be in cigar lines with these old men. You know, and I did that. I put in the fucking time. But because of that, we're steps ahead of kids our age at the business that we're at because of that, that sole reason. Yeah. So I you were, we do appreciate the accolades. It does mean a lot for yeah, us. It's you, nice awesome. you, were,
0: you, were, you were downloading information from people who have already done it. I mean, when, when I was exactly. when I was 21 years old, I used to go door-to-door selling payroll for a company called ADP. It's it's a major payroll yeah. company. Yeah. And we used to meet with accountants. And one of the things that stood out to me then, because all I wanted to do was – was be a multimillionaire when I was 21 years old. That's it. It's all I wanted mm-hmm. was, was money, 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 <laughs> money, right? Nothing else yeah. mattered. And I used to meet with these accountants and these accountants had, you know, a thousand clients. And, and I'd be like, hey, man, look, you got a thousand clients here. Who has the most money? <laughs> <a professional> uh, <laughs> yep. And they all told me, they go, "If you, if, all of my small business owners have the most money. Any employee does not have anywhere near as much money as a small business owner. So yeah. from that point on, I knew that my path would, would have to take me away from corporate America and into some kind yeah. of you know entrepreneurial role. So I mm-hmm. totally understand what you're talking about. And that was my experience, yours was sitting in the cigar lounges. But yeah. uh, out of all your clients, who is the most difficult to work with and why? There's no one I think is difficult because at the
1: end of the day for me, difficulty lies in you seeing it as an, a challenge, right? And I get this question asked so many fucking times. You'd be amazed. I don't know why this is such a popular question. But people always ask, what's your your biggest challenge being in business? And I always tell them, I've never had a challenge in business. And the reason I say that is because a challenge is something you see as a negative thing, right? My biggest challenge was working a nine-to-five, right? So as long as I'm not working nine-to-five, anything I incur during my business is never a challenge. It's an opportunity to learn. Or get better from. And that's plain and simple to me. Yep. I'd rather deal with any issue that I've had in the business as opposed to having to deal with a 9 to 5. Yeah. So none of my clients are difficult because they're a client. You know, just as I'm a pain in the ass for some companies, there are people that are going to ask me more questions than other clients of mine. So it balances out over time. But ever, I'm in that business for that reason. I like dealing with the people. I enjoy it. You want to be one of those customers that want to ask me a million questions? I'm going to sit in your and answer every single fucking question with a smile and still say, let's go have a cigar after, you know? <laughs> and I'm cool with that. That's so, my mentality. You know, See, kind of like the old school, me when I worked working my grandfather's pizzeria back in the day. And that's, that's what I learned. You know, the customer service is the biggest thing. Yep. But it's so much more customer service when you actually enjoy doing it. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's some clients that may bother people. To me, it's not a bothering thing. It's like, you're because of you, I'm not in my nine to five. Yeah. So right. how am I right to say that you're my challenge? You're yeah. not. And why am I to say you're difficult? You're not. Because of you, I'm here right now. Because of you, I'm smoking a cigar. So you can be as difficult as people want to say someone's difficult, but in reality, it's not. You're keeping me from doing... You're keeping me doing what I want to do. So that's how I always look at it. And when you look at it that way, you're able to treat that customer that someone would think otherwise as difficult in a much better light. And they end up becoming not as difficult anyway because you're able to assess that situation much better with a positive light.
0: What about verticals? Are there any verticals you guys stay away from? Like what? Like uh, the auto industry. The Any specific industry no, that you guys stay no. no
1: industry we can't cover. It's a matter of giving them what they need, though. Yeah. So not every industry that comes to us needs everything we offer, right? We might sit there and tell a client, you do not need growth yet. You need some content first. You know, there's some people that come to us with no content on their page rules. Like, oh, I want followers. Well, what are you gonna do with the followers? You got nothing out there, right? Yeah. Right. So it's also it's not being ethical. Sell you what you don't need. Yeah. We don't we won't sell anyone something they don't need. You know, and that's what it comes down to. And that's the best way to build the business, but it also based on where people are in their business too. The industries don't matter to us, it's more about where they are in their point of business. Yep.
0: If you had to place a bet, you had Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, like you guys were talking about. And youtube and you were you have to put all your money on all your chips on on one of those as to the social media platform that's going to be the most relevant for the next 10 15 20 years which one would you uh think is, is still going to be very relevant at that time i'm yeah. still going to say
3: instagram so man. i'm going to say instagram the reason why is because facebook it like the facebook the company mark zuckerberg and the company are the top dog they have the ability where if Instagram made a change or an update that completely disrupted the whole complete industry of social media, people are paying attention. They're going to pay attention. They have the ability to change the whole, they can change the current of the ocean. Right. You know what I mean? And that's where I would put my money. You know what I mean? Because if, if Facebook and Instagram integrated at one point, you right. know what I mean? There's going to be a, a big problem for other social media. My
1: players. money's on Instagram, partly because of that, but my main reason on Instagram more so is, it's not even at its fucking peak yet. And just from what I've seen over the last few years with Facebook, how everyone was on Facebook, and then slowly businesses knew they had to be on Facebook to advertise to grow their business, and they did that, and they're there now. But now the bigger guys are looking to get on Facebook, like the real big guys, right? The little guys are slowly now starting to come to Instagram and know that they need to monetize Instagram. So we're at that place that it's still, like that cycle, but it's still very early in the cycle, and it has not hit its peak yet. It's funny because... So just for that reason, that's what I think. It's funny
4: because I use... I almost use Instagram now. I almost catch myself using Instagram as like a, a Google almost. I mean, I just yeah. just like a week ago, you know, my girlfriend was like, you know, L- let's go find a place to go out to dinner, and she'll and she'll name me a couple restaurants, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't go to Google to look it up. I go to Instagram like. Holy yep. shit! If the, if the food looks good and they got some followers, yep. all right, let's go. Look, it looks legit. Oh, yeah. You know, no, it looks it's, good. It's
3: so you <laughs> it's psychology. You, you know, psychology. all the
1: time. It's social proof too, man. Like, and we're gonna be in Colorado. And guess what? We're gonna fucking look up where to eat, and we're probably gonna do it on Instagram. To be honest with you, we're gonna hashtag yeah. Sterling, Colorado. It we're going. With people that know the area. Hmm. You know, so you would say because of that, if I see a pizzeria that has five hundred followers or a pizzeria with seven thousand followers, yeah. I'm going to the pizzeria with seven thousand just because I. I, I'm hoping they're going to be better for the reason. A reason you know? yeah. There's a reason.
0: So, so you guys yeah. believe very heavily still in the hashtags as that being a very, very important thing, correct? Yeah, Absolutely. your
3: hashtags
1: are extremely important. It gets you in front of the local targeted area that you want. Now yeah, there I want.
0: is, I,
4: and we talked about this like last week, Tony. Um, mm-hmm. I read online, and I think this happened to me, there's like a shadow, ban. like shadow banning. And yep. I, it, yeah, from it what, from what yeah. I was it's reading, true. it was something because, you know, you have the hashtag apps, you put in Long Island real estate and it generates 30 mm-hmm. hashtags and you post it. But mm-hmm. supposedly, I guess Instagram, I guess they don't like when you're using maybe a relevant yeah. hashtag or something like that. And they just so, ban you from being able to. So, I don't
2: know what, it,
3: I really don't even know why. Well, so Instagram, so what you. they do is anything that, so if you're using any type of third party software even like a hashtag one that like creates hashtags for you that are relevant. They for something in their system knows that you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, so what we do is for clients is that we come up with hashtags for them literally by doing the research. You know what I mean? So like we're on Instagram doing the research for those hashtags and then it's their job, whether we're posting for them. Well, we lost it for a second. Sorry. So if you're, um, if we're posting it, whatever, we find the hashtags through Instagram rather than using another software. Gotcha. And we've realized right. from that, you know, we have clients now that are always showing the top of those hashtags because there's no software. It's like we found these hashtags and they, they use them because that's what we've, you know, told them to use.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So let me what, try to what, stay
3: away from third party apps. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah.
0: Just... So, so what's next for you guys? You guys are headed out to Colorado. What's next in your business? What does the next, what do the next three to five years look like for you? Well, I, I, I can go into do, yeah, do it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> do <So>, uh, <laughs> we, we both have different ideas. so... We yeah. want to get it so, so
3: <laughs> well, they align, but... So, you know, I... Tony and I, and our we've gotten very lucky uh, in oh, the last... Not luck, yeah, Tony doesn't like to use the word luck, but um, in the last year, I'd say, we've been around some very, very, you know, influential people that we like to call our mentors and people that we can... Um, call upon at any time to answer questions like tony and I are the first people i've learned quickly that the words i don't know has gotten me farther in business than anything else i want to
1: come off right there because that's a fantastic point i didn't bring yeah. up in the cigar lounges all these guys i was around that were so much older than me i knew jack dick about most of the things they spoke about and they would ask me what do you think what do you and i would literally just sit there i don't know <laughs> yeah. you know and there was never like, oh you're a stupid fucking kid get out of here they would sit and they would educate me on that. But if I sat there like I knew, I would have learned so much fucking less. I think that's a valuable lesson from almost every entrepreneur or anyone in general. Yeah. Just if you don't know it, just say you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to judge you for not knowing something, right? Yeah. So, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, there, so, an important
3: thing. To kind of go into that, We, you know, we, we've sat it. And, like, you know, when we first came up with this company, Why Not You Media, the Why Not You stands for a lot more than... Media. You know, we actually came up with this idea three years ago um, because we wanted to, like, how can we impact people's lives? You know, we were like, oh, let's run events. You know what I mean? Let's do these positive events where the people speaking cannot pitch or do anything of selling of sort. They have to talk about mindset. And then we said, oh, well, that's pretty expensive. How do we fund this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where the media came into. And then we ended up just, you know, falling in love with what we're doing. But we still have plans of doing the why not you event side of things to a bigger, uh, bigger thing. But back to why the reason why I brought these mentors, we've sat with these mentors and they've opened our eyes where I, and I said this to Tony, we're actually in the parking lot of one of our uh, clients. And I said, I don't think yet we understand the value that we bring to people when we speak to them about branding and marketing and things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've actually tapped into the, our ability to take a brand and elevate it or take already established brand and elevate either, either higher. Because so, it starts small, like and, any and, other business. Yeah, and I said to Tony, I go, you know, my goal for us, and, and you know, this is only a short-term goal in the next three to five years. I truly believe that this company is going to be hired by, you know, the bigger echelon of brands to come in and actually help them launch and market their new product or service because they need help, you know, figuring out their social media platforms and how to align their brand correctly to the new consumer. Because if you think about it, as time goes on. You know, that 15, 16, 17, 18 year old, you know what I mean? That we're closer in age to than the executive of these, of these big companies, we understand their buying habits. We understand what they want to see. You know what I mean? So, that for the next three to five years, you know, I said to him, I go, I, I think, you know, I would love to, you know, sit down with Nike one day and help create their next content or their next. Marketing campaign for their new shoe. Yeah, or their tracksuit. Or their, tra- yeah, or I their like track. Su- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: It comes full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, for Johnny Walker, for cigars, for me too. But for me, the five years, what I want, we're going to be the top five media agency in New York. And I think in 10 years, we'll be one of the top two agencies in New York. And then in 15 years, one of the most known media agencies in the country. You know, that's the end goal for us. And the old reason we know we're going to hit this goal is because one, we're ethical, which isn't like the right pillar to say why we're going to achieve that, like why are you guys are ethical, number one. And number two, because we care about getting our clients business. And I really start to see in these types of industries that the lack of ethical is going to bring people to the ground. And a lot of people work with us because of how ethical we are. And like I said, we don't sell people stuff, including guys that can afford what they want, but they still don't need. And the level of re- respect that we get from telling people no is – tremendous and because of that we've gone so much more business than we ever thought possible just over that one premise about doing right by people so i genuinely believe by doing the right thing by people and actually being good at what it is that we do we have the potential to take over and i know we will because we're starting to already get a lot of trash from people locally you guys know it. you guys only for instagram too i'm a local guy in new york Mm -hmm. and this is just scratching the small surface it really is but the full throttleness of what we're doing is just it's just so full spectrum. I know it can be something that's across the country. And to add
3: to that, you know, as you can you probably hear it when we talk about we love what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, we always joke with each other. When are we going back to work? Yeah, because you, you <laughs>
1: see it all the time. You guys watch all my stories. I'm fucking up later. We're I, I the same
4: way. We feel early. the same.
3: Yeah. Because, like, we yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, you guys enjoy, we you enjoy yeah. it. We enjoy what you do. We love what we do. When you and, enjoy and, and, it, you yeah. can just do it all the time. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing we're not
1: doing that
2: doesn't progress to the
1: job. The there's, business. Yeah,
3: there's nothing like sitting with a client and looking at the performance of their social media and watching them bring in revenue and yeah. them look at us with a smile on their face and just saying thank you. Yeah, and no, but they have three
1: daughters at home that will help and give a better – like shit like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. for us, it's a lot about the money. Don't get me wrong. But it's equally important to us the impact that we're giving to not only the clients but the impact that we can give to more people by doing what we do. Yeah. You know, so it's just amazing to see because the other day – it's funny. I was having a meeting with a guy and he wanted to do growth with us, Instagram growth and management. And then we're talking about websites. And he's like, take a look at my website. What do you think? I was like, it looks good. He goes, You think I should redo it? I said, No. I said, If I redo your website, every dollar you put into me, you're not going to get a return on it. It's not the right industry for this, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, You're hired. He goes, You're the seventh agency I sat with, and all of them told me they had just you had to spend 2,000 plus to redo the website. Mm-hmm. And I was like, It's not the case. Like, you could, you're not going to get any more money out of doing mm-hmm. it, though. Yeah. You're not in the industry that people are buying, they're not buying your service. You know, you're, you're, he's an electrician, okay? You know, we have some clients that don't even have fucking websites and they have big businesses. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on knowing the customer. And that's something that's super important to us. I think in this industry specifically because it's a younger demographic industry that we're in, we're able to stick out because of that. And
3: I can also say that every client that we've met has become a a personal friend. Yeah, and a lot of people
1: say you can't mix business with pleasure, but at the end of the day, like... You could. It could be personal. Everything business related could be personal. Well, well we're like If that you do it the asked. right way, it Yeah. In the
0: we're, end, and that's you, you're, not, right you. you're not upselling them just to upsell them, right? You're no. being honest. Exactly. You're consulting no, with them. That's not the case. No. We're not right. in the business of doing that. And that's going to bring a lot of referral business. That's going to bring a lot of people. Yep. They're going to always stay with you. They'll feel guilty sure. to ever cancel anything. The, yeah. Short-term
1: exactly. money and out, like we're losing money in our pockets on the in the short term. Long-term. But In the long term. I'm gonna make money example, back. And even if we don't, I don't care. Yeah. That, that's the caveat with us. Even if we don't make more because of that, we don't care because we know we're doing right and we're doing right by ourselves yeah. anyway. And that's what it came down to us at the
3: beginning about helping. People. The perfect right. example, I was on the phone call with, uh, you know, a referral that we got from one of our clients and we're actually shooting a video for him. And he gets me on the phone. And he's like, oh, I want to be doing what he's doing. I want to like how much is that? Blah, blah. And I said to him, I go, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't need it. I go, now's not, not the time. I go, I'm not going to allow you to. I, I literally, I told him, I go, I will not take your money. You can put a check, cash, I don't care what you put in front of me. We are not taking it because you're wasting, you, it. You're wasting it. It's a waste. It's room, not right? going to do anything for you. I go, we need to build your content. We need to build and actually have a discussion about what your it brand is. It takes a lot
1: for two 25 year old kids to say that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, oh, I, I sure. say it. And I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I respect It's like, no, no, I, I get you respected on all. But we like nice shit. I like really nice shit. You know, yeah. we got a nice car, I got a nice watch. I like nice shit. I need fucking money to support what I like, right? <laughs> so it's really difficult to have those conversations knowing I'm like, if I just said yes, it's nice for five grand in my account, right? Yeah. But we know the long-term equity that comes with just being a, the right person, right. you know, and, and that holds just so much fucking more to us, man. It really does. Yeah. It's amazing the people that we come across. I've had meetings that've taken three hours and we're going really no deal because I realized they don't need what we need right now. Even though they still want to work with us. It's like, you just don't need us right now. Yeah. You know, and it's taking time out of my day. So I've lost money by doing that. I haven't gotten a client out of it. But they'll come back. or they've sent me business, and if it it's just, not now,
3: it's later. And if they don't, they do It's okay. We're cool yeah. with that. Too. It's, 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 no it's no different. It's no
0: different right. than us walking into a listing yep. appointment and telling somebody that yeah, their house is worth X when they think it's worth X plus hundred thousand dollars, yep. and they list with the real estate agent who lied to them. But in the end, they come back to yep. us, and they
3: come yeah. back to you. anyway. it's yes, so like oh, exactly. time for us to, yes. to listen to you. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, sure. honesty, truth, and being real get you further than just telling people what they want to hear. If you're yeah. gonna just like, and you know, if you're if you're a person listening to this, if you're gonna start a business, Business, you think you're gonna just be a yes man and just like do whatever the client. You're wants. not a businessman. You're, you're a not sales a
1: salesperson. You're not gonna yeah. be a business yep. long. Like, we're not salespeople. You know, we, we don't. I don't feel like I ever sell.
2: I really co- don't. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't agree more, and it's impressive and it's actually refreshing that two guys your age, you know, have that mentality, and that's why you will be yeah, top it. 15 in the country. Because you have that mentality, yeah. that It time. means a lot. Right. Really it does.
3: So yeah. we do it, and we also like in the type of business we thought like, look, we got a phone call last week, and we were like, we need you out in Colorado next week, and they we called us Saturday. For I'm at the do- do- I'm at the night. doctor, and Tony yeah, no. calls me. He's like, you gotta tell the doctor to wait. You gotta answer the phone. <laughs> so I pick up the phone. I'm like, Doc, hold on. I answer the phone. He's like, uh, we got a phone call. We're going to Colorado on Tuesday. We're flying out. I'm like, all right, cool. Who do you want to bring? I'm like, Mark, set it up. Boom, paid, done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't be able to do this if we haven't put in all the work, like you can ask Tony, we, there was a, I think like a three, four week span where like, we were driving to meetings and I was sleeping in the car while he was driving. So because Fran softened me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, s- I see the, I see the <laughs> stories <laughs> of
4: you in the office, Fran, sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: yeah I'm out cold because I'm, I'm shot. Like, I had my, my, my barber said to me today, I got a haircut. He goes, dude, he goes, I'm used to seeing you with bags on your eyes. You seem for both of us, you know? I mean? He goes, I'm used to seeing you with bags on your eyes. You look refreshed. I go, yeah, man, because I don't work a day in my life. I love what I do. You so, know what I mean, so
4: it's. So, so. To close it out, if I'm yeah. if I'm someone listening, let's just say, not even necessarily a real estate agent. If they're you know somebody mm-hmm. who's maybe starting their own business or they, whatever the hell they want to do, and they they're on Instagram, they're just starting and they have zero followers, right? Or in mm-hmm. are start and they have a business, you know they have a pretty good product and they you know what they think. Shoot, you know, fire. Shoot three tips that you would give to one of those people out there to you know. Grow their brand, grow their Instagram, you know, and just get out there. Three, you know, s- spitfire. Three tips that you would shoot out to them.
1: First thing I'd say is to come up with a brand and a theme for the page to know what to post. Start posting it, and then you have to be super fucking active. You have to be active on social and off of social. So you know, that's I think and, miss that so that's
4: stories, especially. that's IG. Even if you have a yep. hun- even if you have a hundred followers. With- you got to matter.
1: matter. go in the communities where you want to be known in. start DMing people saying, hey, what's up? How long have you been in real estate? Hey, what's up? I love your content. Congrats on the newborn. You know, what do you do? Just build fucking relationships. It's the same thing. I love Instagram so much because I've been able to network when I'm in person with people and I can network from the yep. comfort of my fucking bed when it's too late to be out or it's too early to be out. Right. So people, I think, miss that mark so importantly on Instagram that you can network on Instagram. Now, I've met so many amazing people through Instagram. Yeah, but it's because i use instagram as another outlaw like it's an extension of me almost so to say so even if you're small it should not barrier you to be able to build a business there's people that have right. a few thousand
3: followers that make a kill on instagram yeah
1: you know because you can do that it's about relationships at the end of the day all right yeah. so one so,
3: so yeah.
4: two go i was gonna say yeah so,
3: <laughs> so. value you know what i mean what value are you bringing to people you know what i mean if you're gonna just start a business and you're gonna have this product what value what impact does that make on that person's life so for example you know I
4: mean? if, if you're a real estate agent you're not just posting pictures of just listed maybe no. put out there hey um how could i how could i get a listing like uh, you know like how could i get a listing how could i how do yep. i how do i talk to a homeowner about lowering their price like you know what are yep. ways you know things like that so that's just for you yeah. know as,
3: as, and it's just like if you're starting a business it's also a big thing for us like this is what we is surround yourself Audit the people that you're around and make sure that you're around people that you want to learn from. You never want to go and be the smartest person in the room. You know what I mean? You want to sit around people. Like, we walk into meetings with people and we're allowing, like, we're, we listen. You know what I mean? You know, I, I actually, you know, I have a quote actually on my phone that my little cousin sent to me. And it says, disappear for a few months, fuck attention, just grind. The goal is to live your dream, not be seen. And what that actually means is, like, Don't you don't don't just do things to get attention just to get attention. You know, I mean, have a purpose, add value and make an impact in people's lives, because if you're just out there to make money, 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 people are going to call you out. People are going to see right through you. And that was going to be
1: my next tip was number three is don't post stuff because you think others are going to like it. Post stuff that one is you and two, you know, is value to others. You know, I posted and I had to get over this hurdle too when I first Instagram posting stuff that I didn't necessarily like. But I went with it anyway because I knew it added value. So I think there's a lot of limiting barriers that a lot of people have through Instagram because it's such an open platform. People can see so many things about you. But it's like you really have to know that, hey, who cares if you don't like it yourself? You know it adds value to others. So I think that's something important too.
0: So before we close this thing out, is there anything you guys want to plug?
1: You guys can follow us on Instagram. (laughs) I'm Tony Peck,
3: T-O-N-Y-P-E-C underscore. And I'm Francis Volby, F-R-A-N-C-I-S-B-O-L-P-E. But honestly, you know, we're not in the business of plugging. We're open book. If people are listening, DM us, any questions you guys have, we'll answer them. I answer
1: every DM. It takes me some time, don't get me wrong, but I answer every DM. I'm good with that.
3: If so, you want to get to us quickly, DM me. Don't yeah, yeah.
1: god <laughs> <laughs> um, no, true. But, but yeah, that's yeah. how it is. If anyone wants to reach out to us, if you want to work with us, reach out to us. If you just have questions, even if it's about just the business journey and entrepreneurship, guys, you're listening in, please feel free to reach out, man. I do this stuff with the motivation on my feed because I know how hard it is to have no one believe in you. And I want to be that one outlier that even when I am big, big time, that I can be that one person that can say to someone that no one else in their family or friends believe in them but I'll believe in them and because of that they go for what it is they're meant to do because I didn't have that. I just believed in myself wholeheartedly and most yeah. people can't do that for themselves. It's difficult. So that, that's my my thing. If you guys need anything anyone that's listening you guys have any questions about anything please feel free to reach out. Yeah. You know we're, we're an open line. Yeah. We really are and yeah. that's why we, we wanted to build bigger because we know with that type of attention
3: we can help so many more people yeah and also i guess i'll just leave it off for this for this is for both of us and i know Tony agrees. that if you're looking to start a business don't wait yeah Yeah, it's not going to create itself Mm -hmm. it's not you got to do it like that idea get on paper you know create a plan and execute don't wait don't worry about the logo being if we waited we wouldn't be here i i you know one day all the time if we waited we wouldn't be here Gotcha.
2: That's good advice, guys. All right, but Thank well, you so much,
4: guys, for taking the time out and uh, and hopping on here for an hour. And, um, of course. Uh, that was, that was it was awesome. Well. No, yeah, seriously, you. thank you. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Well, on that note. We got
1: to get cigars one day. Yes, absolutely. 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 I'm going I'm to come out there and get, the get the some.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> hey, we'll send you a cigar box.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> do we will. I have a cigar box. We'll yes. send you. <laughs> absolutely. I'll mail it to you. All right. Well, on that note, this is the Lot of Team podcast, and we are out.